Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Yvette with Muzz's Gym out of North Carolina. Yvette, what is going on? Happy Tuesday. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's never boring here at Muzz's Gym. There you go. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on. So we'll start with the bare bones basics. You know, how many members are you guys serving? Uh, we range between five to 600. It varies month by month. Um, they can do everything from a day pass, um, a week, um, three months, six months is a year or a year. Um, it, so it has its ups and downs as any other gym does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over 20,000 square feet. It is a 24-hour gym. It has the old school vibe. Um, I call it a warehouse gym. Um, yeah, it's never boring here. Yeah. And, um, you know, for you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious because obviously being a traditional gym and a little more of like that old school <laughs> gym, like you said, what's been the best method of getting people interested in through the door? Honestly, um, by word of mouth. Um, you can't beat that. You can't reinvent that wheel. Um, if people like their gym, they're going to talk about it. I agree. I agree. That's inevitable. And, um, you know, let's say that leads and traffic and clients were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much more higher could you go than that 500 mark? Um, my dream and goal is for a thousand. Um, it has a community. I'd like to see it tap into, um, its potential. Um, it's a huge County. And I want to see people help themselves. I know that it's not just working out for physically, but also mentally. It's a good way to de-stress. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you feel like you guys need to get to that like 1000 mark? What do you feel like is missing or what do you think you guys need to do to implement to get there? Um, yeah, we'll continue to grow inch our way. Um, my 24-hour door, um, software up in the front, and obviously a owner who's willing to learn. Um, when I started this, I was a stay-at-home mom to eight, and um, I worked for the previous owner for three years. He saw my passion for it. He saw um, I was willing to do what it took. And so when he wanted to retire, he got creative. Um, so that way after the gym being closed for three months and three weeks during COVID, um, what we did is uh, he made a way so we could buy it and then we could combine the two gyms he had here in Wilkes County. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Holy cow. Great story there. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, now how, how have you been able to manage and track? I mean, 500 members is a lot. How are you able to you know, manage and understand where, you know, people are on their journey, how long they've been with you. How do you track that? Uh, okay. I am 54. I still like paper. We still run our paper files along with our database. 
Um, there's nothing like it written down on the back of a membership page and it shows their history. Um, there's nothing like being able to find somebody who hasn't been in here in years and then comes here um, and um, sees that track record. And quite honestly, it's a community in here. Um, we get to know our members. We talk to them. Um, we have everybody from a 77-year-old down to 12 years old. Um, and they treat each other with respect. Um, they help each other. I've watched older ones um, help the younger ones. We've also tried to provide a little bit of something for everybody um, from bodybuilding to powerlifting. We added a new room that has a Vertimax um, stuff in it. So that way we had something to offer our local high school athletics and traveling teams. Um, plus we are blessed with a greenway, which makes it great for competitions. Um, we will do one here in February. Plus we will be doing one in April, um, powerlifting. Awesome. Yeah. And I've got two more questions for you here. My two favorite questions. Um, you know, what's the bigger picture? Let's say in the next five or 10 years, what are you trying to accomplish long-term? To make a positive impact on our community. I mean, that is, it's about people. It's about helping them help, help them help themselves to better their lives. Whether it's to lose weight, whether it's to get um, in better shape so they can maintain what they want to do in life um, and to help them de-stress. I mean, get it um, after COVID, um, a, lot a lot more people deal with a lot more stress. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, one last question, which is my favorite question. I'm really curious to see your answer, which is what advice would you have for somebody who's just getting started? Um, go get a background in business and in fitness. Um, I, my background is self-taught. Um, when I opened this, I had a saying, dare to dream a dream that scares you, scares you. If not, it's not big enough. And uh, that has literally, um, that describes what's happened. Uh, I love people. I try to love them right where they're at and try to help them. But uh, yeah, if I've been challenged, uh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do it with passion. You gotta have passion in this business. Um, you can't be into it just for the money. You have to love people um, and you have to have a passion about it. There we go. There we go. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please, if you have any social media, Facebook website, where can people find out more about you and Moses Jim? Uh, yes, um, we're found on Facebook, Instagram. We also have a website, which is www.muzzes, M-U-Z-Z, um, hyphen, um, jim.com. Um, I was blessed to be able to redo my website. Thanks to wonderful members, we have found that um, people like to help if you give them the opportunity and yeah. <laughs> that they have. Very true. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you get accomplished down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go sure. ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description. 
fill it out. And our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Chip Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Charlie Cook with Union Jab coming to you from Newcastle over in the United Kingdom. Charlie, what's going on, sir? How are you today? I've got a very warm cup of tea, and I'm feeling a lot better now. Cannot beat a good cup of tea. Charlie, we're here, and and obviously the focus of our conversation is union jab for a bit of context and and for people who aren't familiar with the brand or you give us a quick description the elevator pitch what is union jab and and how do you tell people about what this is our tagline um is all boxing together and it's something we really mean so obviously it's a play on words for union jack but the union is the part we focus on because it is about creating a team and an environment of people engaging in activity and our activity is boxing Boxing is the catalyst for all of this. Take us back. I, I think origin stories with businesses like this are fascinating. So bring me back not to the day that, that we got the doors open and the business started. Take me back to the day that the idea sprouted in your head. I'm going to open up this business. I'm going to do this on my own. What was going on for you? How did we get to where we are now? Well, at the time, so my very first uh, qualification was in nutrition, biochemistry and human physiology. And uh, I was running a nutrition business at that time and it failed catastrophically. And I was 18, 19 years old. I had three members of staff. I was trying to sell boxing equipment, print t-shirts, do every single thing that every new startup business owner tries to do, um, thinking that it makes quick cash. Um, YouTube channel, Facebook page, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. So when that crashed and burned and I paid off a lot of money in debt, I reevaluated my position and realized that I knew too little about business. And I found out about a degree at Newcastle University, which is where I'm originally from, called Nutrition and Marketing. Um, so since I had ran a failed nutrition company, I think a, a subject that paired with marketing was perfect. Sure. And I, I really spearheaded focusing on understanding a lot more about the marketing side of business. And it, it doesn't necessarily matter what your service or product is if nobody knows what it is and nobody's willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so I knew I was going to start another business. I thought I may bring back the other one. Um, and at the time, obviously, I was boxing and the university didn't have a boxing club. So we went through all the steps. I got my boxing qualifications as a coach so that we could affiliate the club and register a boxing club. Um, and through that process, I was coaching, you know, every day, two hour sessions, 65 people, um, a session. And I realized I, I really loved the coaching. I was already working as a personal trainer. And I think there's a market segment here. Um, so that was when I had my first iteration of Union Jab. Yeah. It's uh, the stars align to get you here as a guest because the same reasons that 
you went to university are the same reasons that we started this podcast. Our, our industry has a really tough time with the business side of things, right? We are a passionate, caring people about the fitness component. But when you open up a business and there's bills to pay and you have employees, it's a lot more than that. You found that out in firsthand experience. Now that we have a couple of years under our belt with Union Jab, tell me kind of both sides of the coin. What's been your favorite part about owning this business and what's been the most challenging part about owning this business? Well, I think because Union Jab has kind of had two lives. Um, when I first started it, we focused a lot more on what I thought was the quick book, um, you know, things. So I was manufacturing boxing gloves and importing them from abroad along with other boxing equipment and printing T-shirts and so on, thinking that, you know, the merchandise side of things was, you know, where it was at. Um, and I think, especially, you know, with lockdown as well, that that changed a lot of things. But I think I realized that I really didn't enjoy that sitting behind you know, sitting behind the action side of things. I liked being um, up close and in the action. So I didn't like that side of the business for the risk involved. You know, the fact you've got a lot of dead money tied up in stock. So after the lockdown, we brought back Union Jab with a focus on classes and service provision, um, which meant that I was, you know, back on the front line, delivering classes to people, for people. Um, and it also meant from a business perspective that we never had any money tied up, um, mm. any, any, any finances. We had no investment. Um, I had an empty bank account when I started. I didn't even have any boxing gloves. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was a case of, right, I've got absolutely no money. I'm not willing to take on a loan. I've got no investment. Um, I'm not willing to accrue any debt. How can we run a company? And obviously services is the easiest way to do that. Um, and fortunately, it turned out to be the most fun bit. So we've done bits of products here and there, but we definitely still focus on the service provision side of it for those reasons. I think fitness is a, a unique industry because it can be both product and service, right? There's the service aspect being the meat and potatoes of what you do. We've got this really bought in avatar who then might be willing to invest in gloves in apparel, in nutritional supplements, in meals, and whatever other, and there's, and there's many different avenues that you could take this. For you guys, like you mentioned, this has kind of been a second life for Union Jab. From a marketing perspective, post-pandemic, how have you found success in, in terms of getting the, the word out about the business at all? How have you generated new interest? I think the key to that is fundamental marketing practice, which obviously I, I learned from university, but also working as a marketing exec um, and understanding the value of doing your paperwork and doing your research. So in previous iteration and without other uh, failed business, I didn't put the time and effort into understanding who the market was, where they were, um, how you're going to talk to them, where are you going to find them, um, what what language do they use? Um, so. In the second run, having you know a lot more experience and just this is just general business sense. What started it off was a very good competitor analysis and uh, customer identity profile, and really just building who is our target segment. And you know I've reeled it off a hundred times now, and by defining specifically the age, the typical job, the typical income, the typical spending habits. We were able to, I say we, it was, uh, forgive me for saying we a lot, um, because I always, I'm, I'm a big team player. But yeah. what I did is, um, <laughs> was 
I built that consumer profile and then we thought following on from a great piece of advice from a business advisor I spoke to years ago, find people where they are. So what allowed it to become profitable very early on was why send your marketing message out to 300 people to get 30 responses? I would rather send 30 messages to get 30 responses. Um, so we built, I built really, really specific categories within Facebook advertising because the age, income, all the demographic data showed that my audience was most prevalent on Facebook. No yep. money got spent on Instagram, nothing on Google, no general brand awareness. Everything was targeted ads specifically to my customer, um, including, you know, direct contact um, and, and it's targeted leaflet distribution, um, email campaigns, only speaking to the people that you intend on having in your class and making up, you know, at least 80% of your audience. I think that's a really important point that gets skipped over time and time again in our space. And, and it's instead of identifying that ideal customer, we just go with anyone with a pulse yeah. and, and hope and pray for you, that person found itself spending time on Facebook. And so that's where you spent your dollars. Mm -hmm. It's led to a, a profitable acquisition for you. It sounds like tell us a little bit about, your experience with putting all of your money in the Facebook basket, because a lot of gym owners out there do the same thing and, and live and die by Facebook marketing. But if the algorithm changes, if the Facebook gods decide that today is not a good day, it can really affect your business. How, how has that been an impact on your business? Well, at early doors, any money that was generated was put straight back into the company, either on equipment to provide better classes and to improve the quality of the products and services we're providing, or it was spent to get more customers. So it meant that every campaign, I wasn't looking for high reach figures, which is, I think is the biggest mistake most business owners make um, who are inexperienced with you know, products such as Facebook ads, um, where they will go to hit as, cast the net wide which I didn't do. I would want it seen by in the hundreds, not the thousands. And of those hundreds, I would have a very high percentage yield of people responding to the ad and having a very clear call to action, a very, very clear call to action of here's our timetable, here's how to attend and having that incredibly um, clearly defined funnel. So it meant there was only one option as a result of the ad. So I didn't do any brand awareness whatsoever. It was just, here's my class. I know you will like it. Sign up. I didn't even do incentives. We didn't even do, you know, like a first class. We didn't do free trials. Nothing. Oh. It, everybody who attended paid. Um, yeah. Every single person. However, as the business grew, you know, we only had two classes a week. So it was easier to fill up two classes with targeted sure. Facebook ads. Sure. When we got, you know, two months down the line and we were up to about 10 classes a week across multiple locations, um, it, it became a point where, well, this hyper-targeting doesn't really work now for how many customers we need to bring in. And it instead became banner placement. And that became one of the biggest drivers, which I was incredibly surprised by. And I think a lot of people really neglect traditional forms of advertising with social media being the number one thing that you'll see on every YouTube tutorial. Every single online course is all about digital marketing. And a lot of traditional sources are rejected. But having a banner on a, you know, near a, an Aldi or a, a supermarket, um, that has brought in probably more customers than any of my Facebook ads. Um, yeah, I think the paradigm shift, at least in the marketing world that you're speaking of, 
with these these traditional billboard banner bus stop sign whatever it is it's just harder to measure it's not that they don't work we just don't have as much data backing it i think typically all of the things that we do contribute right everything plays into success and it's it's rarely one thing that we got people from this you mentioned that your ads early on were highly specialized highly targeted but it became a little bit more of a challenge as we added capacity and had more spots available. I'm interested in, in how the sales process of this functions. With a, with, a ta- with a funnel that specific, I would imagine there's not a tremendous amount to be done in a typical sales process. So when somebody reaches out now, at least as the business has evolved a little bit, when someone reaches out, walk me through what happens for them to eventually sign up to join and train with you. So our funnel is, is very simple in the fact of if you go onto the website, the first thing you will see is our classes and um, all of our booking is handled online. So the homepage of the website, as soon as you hit the homepage, boom, there's the booking links for the classes. The first thing you'll see. And seen as, as, as well paying attention to your analytics, you know, I'd say about 75 plus percent of the web views that we get are on a mobile device. So we make sure that the web page is optimized for a mobile. So obviously on the, the web page, we have a top banner with loads of information in it. On a mobile, you don't get that top banner. You have to click the burger bar menu. So by just having the book classes option front and center, it would mean that a new customer, we have a simple as well, seize your domains very quickly, get the simplest domain you can. The company is called Union Jab. The website is unionjab.com. So it, it means that most of our traffic to the website is actually direct search. Um, it's people typing in the name. It yeah. doesn't come. And we have, you know, Google and we have SEO ranking set up and we have all of these other resources. But our number one is still people typing in the website. So making sure that homepage really, really hits the target you're trying to achieve. And then when you click on the class, if people go, well, what is it? There's a description of the class. Here's the class. Here's what it is. Um, sure. for that. For that reason, we also reduce the number of classes available. We have a boxing technique class and we have a fitness class. Simple. And yeah. by, by doing that way, it would mean which one you're after. Here's the times that are available. And you click it on the calendar, add to cart, book now. And it would book your space into the class. You'll get an email confirmation. Um, and it means by just putting it all so the customer only really ever has one option, book a class. That's the whole, that's the only option we provide. If they want one-to-one or they want, um, you know, they're asking for more information about their kid or something, all the information is available to them, but it would require a bit of searching because uh, we have a, I mean, it's the Jordan, what's his name? Jordan Belfort, um, straight line selling. Sure. Very straight line selling. What we want to give them or what they want to have. When people are, so people are signing up and they're without much human interaction, not a lot of capital invested into this what are they signing up for is it just like a pay per class kind of model or is this a monthly membership sort of deal it's it's evolved into a monthly membership um now uh, present it was just pay as you go classes um because you also our pricing point you know we're, com- we're quite competitively priced even though our target market and this is something we've been critiqued on multiple times um is our price point where you know quite a, a couple of quid cheaper than your, your standard class price but it's because our target market is a, a group of people that feel like they should exercise but don't want to 
that's our target market. So yep. therefore, trying to get people to sign up for us. That's a pretty membership. that's a pretty wide market. <laughs> it's a much bigger market than people who want to exercise. So, you know, our whole shtick is, you know, we're a fitness class for the people that don't want to do fitness classes. Um, and it's yeah. about being fun and engaging and learning a skill set. So, you know, when it comes to memberships, we do have one available, but it is not our upfront and center for the reason that most people come, they'll attend one class. We've deliberately structured our timetable so that the classes could be stacked. So you'll do two classes back to back. By that time, you've now paid for two classes. We charge a five for a class. So you go, right. So you've now paid a tenner for two classes. And then what happens is people will do that multiple times a week. And before they know it, they're spending 30 pounds a week on classes. So when we offer a membership for X amount per month, it seems like a bargain. But because they weren't invested when they first came to the site, signing up for a membership seems like a really high cost option compared to pay as you go. So our incentive- yeah, It's a much bigger commitment. Yeah. Get them to turn up to one, and 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 I, that wouldn't, you know, when I used to work in gyms, you know, um, as a as a PT or as a staff member in the gyms, that wouldn't be my approach. My approach would be to get, you know, somebody on a membership, um, on a monthly direct debit straight away. Um, but for you know a much more personal service based class where there's a lot, there's a lot um, less. They don't look better. I don't know what the word would be. They they've got no understanding of what they're signing up for. If you're signing up for a gym, you know what a gym is. You know what equipment they're going to have. So your your expectations, your barrier to entry is incredibly low. Whereas when you're signing up for a bespoke fitness class, you have no idea what it's going to be. So I just need you to turn up for one. So it's always- Do you find that there's a greater time commitment after the fact to to try to convert those to memberships? More more of a, maybe it's in person after the class, Mm -hmm. maybe it's on the phone at at a later point. Do you find that there's more of a time commitment after that? Or are they fairly well bought in from the not as much as there should be. Um, so it's been, we changed the membership structure last month. Um, so we've actually, we've, we're having obviously a cost of living crisis here in the UK. So we've made our memberships cheaper um, rather than more expensive to incentivize, obviously from their perspective, they're getting their class access far cheaper than it was before. Um, I think it's had about 40% reduction in price. Um, however, from our perspective, it gives a guaranteed income which is a lot safer for a regular business practice. Um, so it's only been a month that we've kind of shifted the focus to okay. trying to get data to really. So yes, it is definitely the route we want to go down, but um, now we're in a position. So I'm actually, I've gone back to university um, and I'm now doing a master's. Um, so I've had to hire a marketing manager and two other coaches. So it's not yeah. just me anymore. But as a result, it means that there's not somebody as spearheaded, because um, I was working silly, I was spearheaded, yeah. right, you know, grabbing control, pushing everything. Um, so therefore, you know, I think now anybody that's anybody that's run a business before knows yeah. exactly what it is that you're talking about. And it's sort of the natural evolution, right? You, when you opened it, you were the head of marketing, you were the head of sales, yeah. you were probably the head janitor, you were the head yeah. coach. Yeah. And, and we want people to to delegate to at a certain point, just so you can buy back some of your sanity. As yeah. you look forward with this, Charlie, what's, where do you see kind of the, the bigger picture with Union Jab? Years down the line, what's, what's your idea for this? Um, well, I would still like to franchise it. Um, so, you know, we have Union Jab Newcastle, um, just because I got so sick of all the big brands having Everlast London, Lonsdale London, Cronk Detroit. I'm like, come on, let's give Newcastle some credit. How are the lads? So 
it was it was one of those where I would still like to franchise it. However, in the past, you know, we're looking at multi-million pounds to set up a chain of gyms. I've realized that I really love being in community centers and being in, you know, going to the people and being in their town in, you know, their historic buildings and going into their schools. So the model currently is I would love to be able to franchise it across multiple regions, cities, and have union jab coaches kind of across the country who I believe are of the standard that I want to have um, delivering these boxing classes and prov providing the environment and the culture that we look to provide. So that's the long term, but right now I need to get to the end of the week. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, it's good to have both perspectives. We want to know what direction we're heading, but we, put, we still yep. have plenty of fires to fight today. Charlie, it's a fun conversation and, and I wish we had more time because I'm sure that we just barely scratched the surface on a lot of this, but before we sign out of here and, and close our conversation up, why don't you tell people where they can learn a little bit more about Union Jab? Where's the website? What's the social media? Where can people go? So best place is uh, generally the website, um, unionjab.com. And then we run Facebook and Instagram as well, um, both just under the you know, username Union Jab. Um, so hopefully we can start to push a little bit more in-depth content across there. But if you don't live near Newcastle, you're going to get a lot of calls to action to book for a class. Yeah, it's fantastic. Charlie, like I said, this has been a fun conversation. And, and I think one that needs to happen amongst the entrepreneurs in our industry a little bit more. And so I can't thank you enough for your time. It sounds like there's a lot of cards left to be played for Union Jab. And so we'll be watching from the sidelines. And, and until then, I wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Serena with Machine Lab CrossFit out of Wisconsin. Serena, what is going on? Happy Wednesday. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's a little cold we today. Go. We got yeah. snow already. Everywhere. I mean, I hear in New York, I hear in down here in Florida, it's cold. I can't believe it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, we got but, um, little snow the other day and usually we don't get till wow. mid-november yeah it's crazy a little early i mean hey 
That's Wisconsin for you, am I right? I think it gets down a little bit. I know it changes. It's going to be um, 70 this weekend, though. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, enjoy that. And uh, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Machine Lab CrossFit. But first, let's go ahead and give the viewers some perspective, okay? And let's start with a very basic question of how many members are you serving currently? Um, Probably about 70. We okay. Yeah. And so for you, Serena, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people interested through the door, you know, coming in to, to want to work out with Machine Lab? Um, I think word of mouth, um, a lot of social media, obviously, Facebook, people when they check into the gym, there's usually a lot of questions on uh, members side, kind of what are they doing or what are we doing? So I think that's been our biggest market is social media outlets, Instagram, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm kind of curious. I mean, you know, you're at that 70 mark, but like, I mean, let's say leads, traffic clients, these things were hypothetically unlimited, right? I mean, how much higher could you go than that 70 mark? We've been as high as 90. Um, we live in kind of a smaller community. There's Portage is probably 10,000 people. So it's not a big, um, big city. So I think that considering like our demographics and we have nine other gyms in town um, for a small community that it kind of thins out. So I think, I think the most I could probably do is anywhere from a 90 to 120 tops. Um, but I think that probably is where, where my numbers are going to level. Yeah. Yeah. And I think now, do you think with your location that that plays a factor as to why, um, I mean, whether it's Wisconsin or whether it's a smaller town, right? I mean, do you think that's a big reason as to why you're, you're at that 70 mark? Cause I mean, I, again, I think 70 is great, especially for a CrossFit gym. That's amazing. 70 clients. But I mean, I, I obviously there's a difference between capacity and how much you want. So how many right. would you realistically want to handle? Right. Cause I think that's a total different question than how much can you handle? Well, like I said, I've had as many as 90 and that gets a little overwhelming. The classes get to be around because I only have four classes a day and then they get up there around 17 to 20 people and it, you need two coaches on staff. And then it, it's only me. I'm, I don't have a partner or anything. So, and I typically run all the, the classes. So it starts to get a little overwhelming when there's too many people. So 70 to 80 is, is probably plenty um, to get the right one-on-one -on -one without hiring on. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think that's, that's, a, that's a, a major point, right? I think, and the fact that you know where that mark is, is really good too, because a lot of people are just kind of like free, like going on a, on a, on a free range and just kind of like, yeah. like, well, we'll see, we'll feel it out, but you don't want to jeopardize that quality experience just for some, right. some quantity. Right. And um, now I'm curious for this too. I mean, you can correct me here if, if you're a one woman team or if you're not, you can let us know, but how are you able to track and manage, you know, the, I mean, 70 clients is a lot. I mean, I, I've, I've had well over 30, 40 and I felt overwhelmed. How are you yeah. able to manage and track that many people? Um, we had software and the, we use Wad Hopper and Sugar Wad combined, um, mass emails. Um, Sugar Wad. Yeah. I do a lot of, uh, messaging to clients. I mean, I primarily teach, I probably teach 90% of my classes. Really? So, yeah, this, that's my nine to five. That's all I've ever done. So I'm probably, um, so I know when people are missing, you, you can kind of tell. So that's, I mean, 
I've, uh, I, this is coming up on my 13th year. So I know my yeah. members pretty well. A lot of them are still original members. And um, yeah, I guess I just started a, with a smaller group and built, built up and has run pretty smoothly as far as um, how I, I just notice when people are gone as far as like retention and stuff. And yeah, um, between the software and then just seeing that someone's not in there, then the just software will remind you too if someone hasn't been out or someone's oh. been out for extended periods of time. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you don't kind of have to keep that top of mind for yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I got, yeah. that's when it gets tough. Right. Right. But, and that's a great kind of a transitional stage here for me to go into this next question, a little bit of a longer question, but a good question in itself. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let yeah, me know, Serena, but okay. a good question here. So, you know, what we've been discussing and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business. That's going to be number one, your lead generation, right? Which is getting people through the door and interested to work with you. Then you have number two, it's your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And lastly, it's going to be your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Hmm. What was the first one again? I yeah, lead generation, acquisition. Probably that, the lead generation. Okay. And now, do you think improving that is going to take a different tactic, a different avenue, or do you think it's just doing more of what you're doing currently? Probably just doing more. Um, currently, I, I do a lot of um, volunteer work for process judging and stuff, so it mm. takes me away from the gym. So, and that's where it's, it's just, I, I really stepped back from a lot of, I used to do three or four competitions and travel a lot, um, to, wow. so I, I, now I've kind of limiting it to once a year, I'll do the games, um, and maybe one or two that are a little closer. So I'm not having to be away so long, but that's probably like, I know how to fix it. It's me in the yeah. gym. So, <laughs> just yeah, because I'm sure, like you being that hands on, I mean, they appreciate it and, and probably really enjoy when you're there. So, yeah, that makes fun. sense. And I have two more questions for you, Serena. My two favorite questions. You know, let's say five, 10 years down the road, what's the bigger picture for Machine Lab CrossFit? Oh, I, you know, I, I don't see very much growth. I'm in my 13th year. I mean, I've been in the fitness interest industry probably 20 years now. Um, mm-hmm. So I worked as, as a personal trainer, as a fitness specialist in a wellness center and did group exercise. So um, I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at right now. Um, I've got a, a, a pretty good, I, I think all that's coming up would be eventually is selling and retiring or if one of my kids take wow. over. But, yeah. Um, I don't see big change. I, I like where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's I, I, Yeah. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency. I think that's major, right? It's not everything has to be grow, 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 grow. Right. It's fine. If you want it to be where you're at, if you're happy, you're happy. That's yeah. the no, it, thing. We run smoothly. We've got a great community and uh, yeah, I'm, you know, new people come in and if they fit, they fit. If not, you know, it's not one of those things where I'm trying to keep everyone in the door just because I'm trying to nickel and dime it. So, um, I, I think quality in the members is, is so yeah. important. Early on, I used to like anybody that would come in, you just want them all to stay. And now I, I think it the right people around the right people build a um, better mental um, 
just environment for the clients yeah. too. I mean, you can get one sour grape in the bunch and they can really drag people down. So, um, and I've had That's that. Really so I'm good. I mean, like I said, we've got, we built a really good base and um, we have a few people come in here and there and they join. And it, like I said, it fluctuates between that 70 and 90. Um, summer's usually a little lower winter is like it's gonna start it's started already with the people are walking in winter gets a little busier it's cold here there's not a lot to do so um i start to pick up my numbers in winter and then they kind of drop off a little in summer so yeah um yeah. yeah no i i appreciate that i again i appreciate the honesty and transparency but this question i'm curious to see your response because you have mm -hmm. a lot of skin in the game here and, um, you know, if you can go back in time here, 13 years to when you first started your gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Keep my clients more on a personal or on a business rather than a personal level. Um, I think, and especially in with like the CrossFit gyms, we get too friendly with our clients and then it kind of kind of is starts to bridge some gaps in um in your business relationship it's it's so like on letting clients help and letting clients do things that i think there there starts to become a sense of entitlement and then things can go bad so i early on i would say to not be so friendly with my clients on a personal level and keep it a little more professional and that's where i'm at now so yeah uh, well there we go. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Serena, please, if you have any social media, a Facebook website, where can people find out more about you and Machine Lab CrossFit? Um, www.machinelabcrossfit.com. Otherwise, we have a Facebook page, um, Machine Lab CrossFit. And then we have Machine Lab CrossFit Kids also on Facebook. Um, we have a pretty big kids um, program right now. So um that's kind of taken off its own little little world so yeah, yeah both of awesome. those facebook yeah. is probably the easiest we are on instagram as well awesome awesome well there we go um we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and i look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds i just want to let you know how you can get your podcast i'd really appreciate it i'm yeah, just gonna no go problem. ahead and send everybody else out over here okay sounds good awesome Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.